This is Radio Stockdale. We're talking about honor, and right now we're talking with Captain Rick Rubel, United States Navy, retired. Captain Rubel, you are one of the officers who really did a lot of the early work in developing the remediation program around the honor system here at the Naval Academy. That's correct, Mike. Uh, about 10, 15 years ago, uh, the superintendent then developed this program of remediation and asked me to do the training and put together the content for this, uh, for this program when it was first launched. What is honor remediation? Yeah, in, in the essence of it is it's a chance to help these midshipmen learn from their mistakes. Uh, before the program, as you probably know, we, we pretty much separated almost all of the offenders that, that tripped the honor wire, lie, cheating, or stealing. Uh, and we came up with the idea that let's help them learn from their mistakes. Uh, if this is a developmental institution, which is what our mission statement says, uh, then we probably should help them learn from those mistakes and, instead of just separating them, make this offense, if you will, part of their development. So that's, that's in a nutshell, that's what remediation is. It's a chance to learn from what you did. Okay, so let me ask the, the elephant in the room. Is this a second chance program? It, it can be a second chance program, but that's a policy issue. And I've talked to every commandant for the last 12 years. This has to be a developmental program and it has to have, so it has to have some teeth. And, it, and frankly, it has to have a little deterrence, a little fear of getting caught. And if everybody had a second chance, then I'm afraid that this, this, the, the teeth of the program would go away. So uh, I see my part of this is to make the best program I can. Once we once they're assigned remediation, I train the mentors. We have something like 59 mentors trained right now. Uh, I train the mentors to try to make sure that they're as effective as they can at helping them learn from their mistakes. So let me ask you to kind of step through the uh, the steps along the way in the program. What is the remediation program, and and what happens once a midshipman enters that program? Yeah, the commandant will assign a mentor. In in the case of honor, it's an O five or O six. Uh, for conduct, we've gone lower, but for honor, it's an O five and O six. And it's it's a, it's directed counseling is is what it is. It's it's very intense counseling. You meet once a week. You assign uh, journals during each night. You assign readings. It's it's very directed and it's very focused. It's very intense. Uh, after after an hour of mediation session, I, I'm exhausted, and I'm sure my, my mid is exhausted. But what it what it is basically, Mike, is it's it's a it's a three part program. Uh, again, like I said, meeting once a week. And the first part is what I call the why questions. Uh, what what did you do, and why did you do it, and, uh, and did you know it was wrong? And those aren't simple questions. I mean, I asked initially when I first arrived. What did you do? And I, and I asked it intentionally vaguely because I want them to state their offense. And the way they state their offense has a lot to do with how they see their offense. If I had one that said, uh, I just had a little trouble with a quiz. And I said, wait a minute, stop right there. A little trouble with a quiz. What are you telling me? You, you trivialized it. And, oh, that's not what I meant, sir. Yeah, it is. Uh, I want them to say in their opening statement, I cheated or I lied. I mean, use the C word, use the O word. I mean, so it's important that they be direct and honest about what they did. But then the question is, uh, why did you do it? And, and that's actually a hard question because it turns out we do things all day long. We make decisions all day long. We rarely think about why did I do that? We just go on to the next one. So asking a young person to explain why they did something, that actually takes a while. You have to have to work with, with them to get them to really state it in, in clear terms. And, and in my case, moral terms. Why did you make that decision? And then the hardest question of all, and under the why questions, is if you knew it was wrong, then why'd you do it? 
and that takes sometimes these mids uh, four or five weeks to answer that question because that's a very complex question. It has to do with both the moral decision side and the character side. In other words, they knew it was wrong. They knew it was wrong cognitively to, to cheat, but they did it maybe because of their character. They, they, they didn't have the, enough honesty. They didn't have enough patience. They didn't have enough courage. One of those virtues kind of let them down. So, so that's the, the why stuff. And then the, the other part of this program is the self-assessment. And, and this is the idea, like, let's, let's, let's let, help you understand yourself. Let's help you understand your character and your, and your personality. And we use the Myers-Briggs because that's about strengths and weaknesses. And then we also use their aptitude for commissioning, their, their comments made by their company mates. And we go through all this to help them understand themselves. And at the end of this phase, hopefully they understand their strengths and their weaknesses. Because in order to improve, you need to understand yourself. So we spend a lot of time with self-understanding. And then the third part of it is self-improvement. What are you actually going to do to improve? What are you actually going to do? Give me some actionable things that you can do to become better. It's easy to sit around and talk to some captain about this and that. But what are you actually going to do to become better? Give me an action list. Give me things that you can actually track day to day that you're going to do from now on. And I've had some really good results on that. I've had people come out with 15, 20, 21 things that they can actually do. That they could, at the end of the day, they can before they go to bed, they can say, I did that, I, did that, I didn't do that one. Uh, so that's kind of what the program is about. It's about understanding the why, self-assessment, and self-improvement. So I want to get to the keys to success in a second, but but let's keep on going through this process. They, they were adjudicated to have violated the honor concept. Commandant makes a decision to send them into remediation. They end up talking to an 05 or an 06 for six months plus on a weekly basis, and they have to you know, write logs mm-hmm. on almost a daily basis. What happens at the end of that six months, if it's successful? If it's successful, we we write a letter to the commandant. They have to write a five or six page letter to the commandant explaining to them why they should be retained. Because basically they've been given a second chance. Uh, and then we as the mentors write a, a cover letter to that to the commandant explaining how it went and, and recommending passing satisfactorily or not. Uh, I've done 61 of these uh, in my 16 years here, and I've only had four failures. And those are failures that didn't take it seriously. They just didn't. They just didn't take it seriously. The others did really, really well. But here's what I've learned, Mike, in all these years of, of doing remediation: uh, it has to be voluntary. I mean, I don't think I can make someone a better person if they don't want to be. Uh, I've just had very little success at, at helping someone become a more moral person, a better character if they didn't want to go along for the ride. Maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I don't know how to do it. But I've never been able to motivate someone to be better that didn't want to be. If they want to be, there's a whole lot we can do for them. But those that don't really want to be, we, we unfortunately, we've had to separate those because they didn't pass remediation. Let me ask you a hard question. How many have you seen come back into the system for a second violation? Yeah, that's a great question. And this is a tough one for me because I've had two out of my 62, 61 that committed a second offense. And I, I feel that does, that's on me. Maybe I didn't do well enough to remediate them, but one of them I predicted, uh, and, and this gets back to your previous question about what are we looking for here. One of them, at the end of the last session, I said, this is a wrap-up session, and he turned to me and said, I'm good to go, sir, I got it, and he gave me a thumbs up, and I said, no, you don't. He goes, yes, sir, I'm good to go, I got it. I said, no, you don't, you don't get anything. This is not the end of a process, this is the beginning of a process. And he was so willing to tell me that he he got it and he was ready, good to go, that I kept saying, no, you don't. The fact that you think you're good to go means you're not. And uh, he, he committed another offense about six months later. So I've had two that, that revitalized and, and I just felt really, I felt like that was on me. 
but I, I don't know how to interpret that. Two out of 62, is that good or bad? I don't know. You, you said you wanted to talk a little bit more about this concept of a second chance. What, what have you seen that would suggest that it's not a second chance program from the decision-making and policy side of the spectrum? Yeah, I, I have seen over the years, and this, this changes by common end and changes by superintendent, but I've seen over the years that for some offenses, they do kick people out. Now, it's not about how many we separate, but I do believe, as I said earlier, there has to be some deterrence. There has to be some fear. I think, Mike, when you and I went through here, there was fear. I, I was afraid to death of the honor concept because there was no second chance. I remember some first inspecting my shoes and, do you shine your shoes today, Ruble? <sighs> no, sir. I was I was afraid to lie. Now, is that good or bad? I mean, I, I told the truth after four years of practicing the truth. It got pretty easy. But was that real honor? I don't know. Um, I, th- I think I was honorable when I got to the fleet, but um, was it because of the fear or was it because of the honor concept? I don't, I don't know which. But my point, I guess, is that we it needs a certain amount of teeth. It needs to have a little bit of deterrence. If I can put it this way, please, um, it, this gets to how does this fit in overall to, the, to this culture of integrity. You know, I, I, in, the, in the big picture, I think that this honor program is a piece of the what I call the culture of integrity. But what does that even mean, culture of integrity? I mean, it means a perfect organization where we trust each other, where if I ask you a question, I know I'll get a truthful answer. Uh, where I ask you to do something, I know it's going to get done. This it, it, it probably doesn't exist as an ideal organization, but it's probably worth thinking about and, and figuring out if that's the ideal, where are we and how do we get there, that gap analysis. So I guess my point I'm trying to make, and I don't, I don't mean to take too long here, but I think there's three things you need to get to that culture of integrity. The first one is you got to have the training. You got to have people have to know what the rules are, and we do that pretty well here. We we train to the honor concept. The second panel of this three-way thing, if you will, is we have to have deterrence. There has to be I, I, some fear that I, if I do that, I'm going to get punished. So I'm not going to do that. And the third panel of this culture of integrity thing is there has to be development, and that's what we've been talking about so far. I think there has to be a chance for mids to learn from their mistake. This is the moral development. This is the character development. And, and as I said, I've had some great successes. I mean, I've, I've had some some mids that came out of this program saying, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I said, no, it's not. Said, yes, sir, it is. I wish I'd had this before. We do. Have, we can have that development too, but I think you need all three of those. You have to have the, you have to have the, the training, which is the what. You have to have the punishment, which is the what not, what not to do. And then you also have to have the why, that third panel, that development. That's the why. All those questions I gave you earlier were the why questions. Why'd you do it? Why is it wrong? You know, what'd you learn? So I, I think without the why, they you don't get that buy-in. If they understand the reason for it, the why, they're more likely to buy in on their own. They're more, more likely to get it wrong without that punishment hanging over the head, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you mentioned the coaching program. I think this is a very exciting new part of, you know, life in the brigade. Can you talk a little bit about the honor coaching program that, that, that you and others are developing? Yeah, you know, last spring I was asked to talk to each of the battalion second class about the honor remediation program. And I was talking to the first battalion and after the uh, my session, it was actually on Zoom because we were all in our rooms. Uh, after the, talking to the first battalion, one of the members came up to me and said, so why don't we have a program where we do where we help the mentor the Miz before they trip the honor wire? And I said, what a great idea. Let's do it. Now, we had this about 10 years ago. We tried it for, for a couple months. But, but we paired off a Mid with an officer, and we did this coaching for a couple of months. And it went okay, but the problem was there was no, there was no, um, there was no structure. There was no content. Uh, I said, let's, let's, let's do this program. Let's put together a program. And I'll do the coaching. I'll do the training. I'll put together the content. 
So I came up with like a 30 page brief of content and I trained all the trainers and we paired off the 51 officers with 51 second class midshipmen and it ends next week and it's gone extremely well. I mean, the content, the, the comments we're getting from both sides is, wow, why didn't we do this before? I'm learning so much from this officer. I'm learning about the fleet. I'm learning about myself. And it, it really can go in any direction you want. I mean, I, I've guided my midshipman second class to, to think about certain things about herself. But at the same time, she's asking me questions about the fleet, which I think I can help her with. I've had two commands. So I th this is just a great program, and, and we hope to institute it. Uh, the MIDs are running it. I, I'm just doing the training for the, for the content. But the MIDs are running it, and they're running, they're running it extremely well. You know, that's a great program. It's, it's not, you're not targeting MIDs who have, have violated the concept. You're, ta you're targeting MIDs who, uh, who are midshipmen going through daily life. We talked earlier uh, with Commander Vavasur that, you know, this is a practiced thing. Honor uh, and, and being honorable is Aristotelian. It's practiced. Uh, and if we can give more time and, uh, uh, and information to the midshipmen, I think that's a positive. And that's what you're doing in the coaching program. Yes. Yeah, John and I have talked before about how do we get to what she calls the left of the problem. In other words, well, how do we get to these mids before they commit an honor offense? And this is the idea of this coaching thing. Uh, and, and honestly, I've had in the remediation side, I've had maybe a dozen mids at the end of this say, boy, I wish I had this before I committed my offense. And, you know, I take that with a grain of salt, but I think they mean it. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get this to them before they commit an offense. The problem is we, we can only do maybe 100 at a time. So we're going to try to get next semester. Maybe we can get up 100, 100 officers and 100 midshipmen. I know some officers said they could take more than one. So we're only doing one or 200 at a time out of 4,300, but it's, it's a start. It's better than nothing. And I think it's, it's got some real promise. Professor Rubel, thank you for talking to us about the honor concept, especially about the remediation program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts.